You're listening to Gospel Centered Rest, the podcast by Grace Bible Church in Cambridge, Ontario, dealing with topics of life and theology and how Christ's promise of rest for the weary and the heavy laden gives us strength for today and hope for tomorrow. Um, today, we are uh, kind of wrapping up, well, recently, this past weekend, David, you just wrapped up. Um, one more to go. One, oh, one, more oh, one more. We are one more chapter. Max. Yeah, Acts twenty-eight. So, so you so, are gonna do tw- you are gonna do twenty-eight. I am going to do the last part of twenty-eight. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah, it's. I mean, what an amazing ending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, you find that with when when you come to uh, the end of when you re- when you preach through a book, and you just think <laughs> they know how to end a book. Yeah. The Bible. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's good. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's been a really, really good journey. I think oh, for us as a church, just to go through it yeah. and just how much, um, how many important truths are highlighted throughout the yeah. book of Acts. Yeah. And maybe next week we'll kind of do like a wrapping up, themes. wrapping up Acts, some of the main themes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the main themes that you brought out this past Sunday and Byron's here too, by the way, say hi, Byron. Hi, Byron. There he goes. Oh, no, he went there. <laughs> Uh, he's a dad (laughs) absolutely (laughs) but uh we (laughs) one of the things that you brought out on sunday david was the whole idea of the providence and sovereignty of god Mm -hmm. um, that we see in the passage but again speaking of themes throughout the whole book of acts that is one that every chapter uh, is just is just there and and right right in front of us um, so why this past week with Acts 27, it was 27, right? Yeah. Acts 27. Uh, I, I, Acts 27. Why this, <laughs> why this past week with Acts 27, um, did you go that direction? Yeah. I, because it was a, it was, it was just such a difficult storm. I mean, these mm. are hurricane winds and, uh, you just question uh, and, and we know the end of the story, but you question like what you expect out of that story that everybody's going to die. The, the ship's going to be lost. All the possessions are going to be lost. So, and it is interesting because we, we do read about the providence of God and we often think sometimes the providence of God stands alone. But, um, one of the main themes, if we talk about some of the main themes in acts is the reign of Christ. So, <laughs> excuse me, in, uh, in Luke, in the beginning of Acts, you have Jesus ascend, um, mm. and uh, Acts chapter one verse three talks about the kingdom of God, and Acts the very last uh, verse of Acts talks about the kingdom of God. So, um, how does God's kingdom, how does the rule of Christ continue even though He's in heaven mm. at the right hand of God the Father? So, part of what we what reinforces like it's not just a providence isn't just a you know, a theological term that we pull down and somehow God is, but God is reigning and ruling and he's caring for us and he's accomplishing his purposes because Jesus sits at the right hand of God where mm-hmm. he is orchestrating all events for the glory of God, mm-hmm. even through the even through the storms, uh, a storm mm-hmm. like this. So I think in part that's our connection with, with Acts in general, but also with this story is we might not ever go through a you know a, a ship that's about to be burst apart right. or fall apart and lose our lives at sea but we go through difficult times and mm. to remember that that Jesus reigns 
Um, and, and he reigns in, in the book of Acts. We see that he sends his Holy Spirit, who ministers to us, teaches us. He rules through the, the uh, ministry of the apostles, um, helping establish the foundation of the church, as we read in Ephesians 2, and other events. So the reign of Christ is all around us, which even in our day today, and if you look at churches around the world that are suffering persecution, mm-hmm. boy, the reign of Christ, that, that Christ is resurrected, and Christ reigns are two very comforting mm. um, um, realities of a yeah. believer's life. So, Byron, why do you think um, the whole idea of the providence of God, and uh, and I know this is this is something that's on that's on your heart and mind because we have had conversations about it before. Why do you think that that's such a difficult thing sometimes for us to to trust practically, uh, like in our everyday life? the thought that comes to mind is because sometimes you don't see it. Mm. And it's not like it's obvious. There's no stamp. There's no signature. And in this case in particular, you think what they had to go through. God did not rescue them from the storm. He rescued them by taking them through the storm. And Mm. you think, as David said, you know, the scenario, so who lives when your ship smashes up in the middle of the storm and they can't swim and how many of those and all the rest but all 276 make it and you think that's incredible yes but why didn't god just stop the storm well he could have but he chose not to and i think that's where it really comes down to push and shove you say well why didn't god stop this why didn't god stop that why Mm. did he let us go through it and often you don't know the answer, and you may not ever know the answer, mm-hmm. you know? So I think that really becomes very practical, very challenging, and how there's such different outcomes. Like I was thinking, as we talked about it last week, the mm-hmm. owners were there. Mm-hmm. The owners are part of that group, and yet their ship and their cargo and everything is a complete loss. Sounds like absolute ruin Mm. and yet how were they impacted we don't know the specifics did they saw god's power certainly so you think god is sovereign over all that happens not just over the nice stuff and the stuff that we want to happen so then it just becomes a very practical i'm going to trust him yeah the and and the outcomes that god brings are sometimes so different than ours yeah so we you know we think a successful journey for paul would have been you know just smooth sailing because he'd just been in prison for or imprisoned um for two years i mean now he's going to spend six months on the sea or you know getting to rome and then he's going to spend another couple years in in prison so um for us the outcome would have been you know paul's had it rough give him a break um we've had it rough give us a break and and even what you shared, just the emotional toll uh, before Paul stands up and says, take courage. In other words, Paul and, yeah. and all of them would have, like, so, um, <laughs> excuse me, not only is did, was it a slow journey at the beginning, but then the storm comes, and then you read, um, finally, all hope was fading that we would be saved. And then the next one is, since we had uh, been without food for a long time. So they had, they've gone through it for a long, what seemed a long time, um, they had little hope, uh, 
and and that's precisely the places where we get to we it's uh, seems like such a long time that what, what god is bringing us through or we just run out of hope I'll, and like i mentioned sunday morning finally it's like okay god you won Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. But the outcome, as you mentioned, is now they end up, first of all, they like all 276 are saved. They end up on the island of Malta, and they witness. So an, now an entire island and all 275 on the ship, um, they witness a snake bite Paul, and they say, oh, the guy's cursed because, you know, the sea didn't take him, so mm-hmm. here's what karma. Goes around, comes yeah, exactly. Around. Yeah. So the snake's got him. And, then, and at the end of it, they say, oh, he's a god because nothing happened. And I, I think there are moments where God does that in our life where, you know, something impact, And he just, it's, it's like you can just ignore the snake bite. Um, like God works in those amazing ways. And then he does healings all over the, or he does healings on, the, on Malta. And so here are all these people on the ship if everything had gone smoothly they just would have gone from a to b and everybody dispersed but and 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 that's where i think this you know god has different outcomes sometimes than than we want but you know 276 people in an entire island learned about jesus christ yeah i wonder they would have probably passed that island by you know yeah they, they weren't looking yeah, well, for the, it yeah it there wasn't was, on their exactly. travel plans they, i mean they were going all they were going as the wind carried them which was all over the place, and they end up on this specific island, and and so, uh, so sometimes, and I'm not, and and so, but this is where I think we can read this passage wrong. So mm-hmm. somehow, when all hope is fading, we're supposed to go, okay, I'm happy now because God's. Right. I mean, it, it. I, I just don't think it works that way. It's, it's not. In, in, in those moments um, when you know all hope is fading, and it's been such a long time. I think it's okay to begin not at the, we want to begin at the end and say, okay, God's going to work all this out. But Paul's beginning wasn't, um, God's going to work all this out, although it was in a sense, but his first, he was basically saying, take courage. So mm. it's, 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 it's not, you know, it's, 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 it's going to take time to get courage. It's going to take time to, to work out of the finally, um, you know, I'm, I'm giving up hope and, what Paul does is he actually reorientates our, our relationship with God. So he, he you know, he says um, he says that the angel came um, and the God I belong to mm-hmm. and serve. Well, that's like so. So I don't I don't see the end without, in a sense, reorientating my reorientating myself and saying I actually belong to God. And that's that's hard because that's what Paul's basically saying is he's submitting himself to the ways of God in his life, even ways that he doesn't like. Learn. I love it the way, as you're pointing out there, he says that, but he only says that once the angel appeared to him and told him. That's right. You know, right. he's not just, yeah. oh, it'll all work out. It'll all yeah. be great. You know, it's not the way he is. Yeah. He's dealing with it. And then when God specifically reveals that to him, he's yeah. quick to let them know. Yeah, and that's, that's what happens in our life and in people's lives that we, we talk to is they're figuring out, like they think, okay, we just have to be good Christians and you know, have strong faith. But their faith is being built up <laughs> where they're figuring out their relationship with God. So um, you know, even like that past, uh, the angel stood with them. And, and so you have the sense that God is present even in the boat. Yeah. And if God's present in the boat, then that's the God that I want to belong to and serve. 
but what does it mean to belong to and serve God in the storm? A lot of, you know, Canadian Christianity can be about, uh, you know, when God blesses you and makes you happy and fulfills your life, but what about the times of suffering? And that's why that's so profound. Um, and then he goes on and he, you know, he talks about not being afraid and having courage and all of these places where hope begins to be restored, even to the place where, you know, Paul has compassion on the other prisoners and Paul is giving thanks for his meal in the midst of the storm. So yeah. compassion, thanksgiving, um, courage, not being afraid, that all begins to grow. So not only does God do amazing things on the island and the 275 um, on the boat, not counting Paul, but he does this amazing work in our heart. I mean, here's Paul growing in courage, and, and we know this sometimes when we go through those difficult times, God builds us that we're not as afraid yeah. of what we were afraid of before. And, you know, we're actually more thankful. I mean, here's Paul thanking God for a loaf of bread in the midst of a storm. And, and we begin to see that where when we go through the trials of life, some of those smaller things we just give thanks for, our compassion for others mm-hmm. turns around. It's very easy to be harsh with others when life is well. <laughs> But we learn a bit of compassion uh, when we go through a storm. Yeah, it's like when you go through the storm, sometimes um, life just kind of slows down and mm. you start to, you, like you said, you start to see those those small things yeah. um, that really are extraordinary things yeah. that God's blessing and giving you. And in the midst of such a time as this, he's able to get up and mm-hmm. give thanks for the bread yeah. um, and and to... to um, and to just have the comfort in the fact that, that the Lord is with him through the storm. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's one of the things that uh, is, is funny because, he, and, and something we mentioned Sunday morning, where when people are going through difficult times, you, you hear people giving, giving thanks in the strangest places. Like, it's, it's like that Job moment. Job, you're not supposed to be blessing God right now. And of course he wrestled with it for 40 chapters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but... He still, he still found a place to give thanks. That, and I think that confuses the world. And sometimes that even confuses Christians as they go through it. It's like, man, I, I am thankful. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a richness of life that's experienced um, even in suffering, and, and suffering isn't wasted. So, and, and then I also wonder, too, uh, you know, the, the angel stood by Paul. And, and I, do, I do love that mention of uh, Stephen and Acts and the Lord stood up <laughs> on the throne and mm-hmm. basically, you know, like welcoming Paul. And it's such a profound picture. Um, the Lord, sta- the Lord st- and there's various places that we read of that in Acts. The Lord stood with Paul um, and believers and the Lord stands with Paul or with Stephen when he enters glory. And uh, so, so whether in life or death, Christ stands with us and, and welcomes us. And that, that's an amazing hope, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether, whether the ship crashed or whether the ship was headed to the Bahamas, I mean, mm-hmm. the, Lord stands, the Lord stands with his people. I think there's an aspect of it, too, and, and you're, you're talking about this a little bit, but um, where like these people were, were, were watching and watching Paul go go through these things, and they were going through it with with him, but they're they're noticing his response, mm-hmm. and just for them to witness this this man of God, um, just rest in the in the providence of God, and to, and to declare the providence of God mm-hmm. would have just been an extraordinary thing. 
Um, and like you said, even when they got onto the island and we see things happen on the island as well, um, we see just, just the gospel flourish and the gospel um, make an impact even yeah. in the even in the, that that uh, storm, right? Mm-hmm. And that's been something we've highlighted throughout the book of Acts, is mm-hmm. that even in the midst of the storm, yeah. the gospel does not stop. Yeah. It's unstoppable. Mm-hmm. It's a message that is flourishing. Yeah. The church is flourishing today, regardless of what's happening around the world, what's happening in our culture. Um, God can't be stopped. His yeah. providence can't be, can't be hindered. Yeah. yeah, Paul should not have made it to the shore. No. These are hurricane winds. Um, <laughs> but by God's providence, um, the gospel should not have spread in the book of Acts. Mm-hmm. But it's going, I mean, so many people are being saved. And yeah. not only, interestingly, in the book of Acts, one of the highlights is not just does the gospel spread, but churches are not just formed, but they're strengthened. Mm-hmm. So they're, 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 it's not that, you know, they're, they're becoming weaker and, and more pathetic and about to die out, <laughs> but Paul's going around and apostles are going around and, you know, preachers and they're strengthening the church and, you mm-hmm. know, that carries on in the apostles. And in part, that's why, that's why a lot, you know, verse 25, you know, how, people will say, well, how do I take courage? And um, Paul, I mean, his words are so precise. He says, uh, so take courage, man, because I believe God that it will be just the way that he told me. Isn't that good? Mm. Like he hears mm. the word of God through an angel, just as we hear the word of God by the Spirit as we read it, and it will be just as God has said it. You know, one Good. of the fascinating things for me in this passage is how precise God was with Paul. Yeah. Now, yeah. I, I can't expect that myself. I don't think. But the oh, idea you mean of him how saying, he told the, the "Okay, story. Yeah. yeah, you can't leave because yeah. you're all getting saved because of Paul." Yeah, yeah. And you think, yeah. "What? What a picture of the blessing of how yeah. a, a believer can bless others who are non-believers." Yeah. But then, you know, when the uh, soul, the uh, sailors decide they're going to make it off with the lifeboat yeah. and yeah. see you guys, you know, mm-hmm. there's yeah. such human nature, yeah. and yet, no, stop, yeah. because if they go. <laughs> then all the rest of you won't be saved. And you think that conditional, I've always found that fascinating, encouraging, the conditional knowledge of God. He doesn't Mm -hmm. just know everything that is and everything that will be. He knows what would have been if anything else had made a different decision. And he's he's over it all. You know, so the sovereignty and the providence just come in together and they're so blessed by it. Yeah, you think of all the ways Paul could have died. Like, you know, some people leaving the boat, they wanted to kill the criminals or the prisoners, yep. the storm. You know, in so many ways they they could have been killed. It is it is interesting that while we don't know God's providence individually in our lives often, so that type of precision, it is amazing how precise the Bible is and its promises. Yeah. Like you think of the sparrow <laughs> in Matthew and... You know, God, how much more value yeah. are you? And, um, you know, talking about the hairs on the head and, and mm-hmm. you just see, like, God's very specific promises. There's nothing that separates us from the love of God. And and it's a good thing it's not precise because if, if it was precise, it would only be for a small group of people that are yep. going through that particular thing. But that God's broad promises are so precise in how he will care for us mm-hmm. in a variety of ways. Yeah, he is. 
he is he is a good God even in in the storm, um, and that's not always easy to to see or to know. And sometimes we don't see it, and we we acknowledge it after. Um, but His goodness still. Mm-hmm. Well, even even the the precision and bringing them to this little island um, that would have I mean we we have no reason to believe that it was ever on Paul's uh, in in Paul's vision of the islands he was going to visit or the places he was going to visit to spread the gospel. We know that he wanted to go to Rome. We know that he wanted to spread the gospel in Spain, but the Lord brings him to Malta. Yeah. They, they had to find, you know, they had to get out the GPS and Google maps. <laughs> so and where so are we? verse yeah. one is like, yeah, we then learned that the Island was called Malta. So, and the, the, the yeah. you know, the final thing that I love, not the final, but you know, in Acts 28, Paul comes out stronger. Yeah. Um, so people, you know, he gets through the Malta. Uh, people in Rome hear that he's coming. They go a distance to meet him, and then we read that he, you know, he's giving thanks, and <laughs> he's filled with courage. And Lord willing, we'll see this coming Sunday morning. I mean, man, going into Rome with the gospel. Mm. <laughs> if you thought that a, if you thought that a shipwreck and a storm uh, was bad. Um, bring the gospel into Rome. Yeah. That's you know that's basically the setup, and yet Paul begins with thankfulness um, for God's people and courage, um, mm. and he stays on script because it is mentioned numerous times in the final verses um, how Paul just keeps on hammering home the kingdom of God and uh, the resurrection of Jesus. So, well, we look forward to uh, this coming Sunday wrapping up the book of Acts, Acts twenty-eight. Yeah. The extraordinary providence of God. Thanks for the discussion, gentlemen. Thanks, man. Hey.